Welcome back uh, to episode two. Uh, which one was that? Was that Revenge of the Sith um, of uh, Junior Funners? Um, this episode we're recording at uh, about a day, about 24 hours since the release of the first episode. So initial reaction seems to have been positive. Um, you know, we we don't... We don't know much about the size of the audience yet because I think we're still waiting for confirmation from iTunes yeah, or whatever, the Apple podcast, whatever they call themselves now. It can take like a week almost, apparently. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, again, it could be all in the past by the time you actually hear this. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm Ollie Munster and uh, with me once again is uh, Lawrence Yeats. Yeats. Hello. And we're coming at you live and direct. Uh, Live to tape, I guess. Uh, from the uh, from the shepherd's hut, uh, we got to think of like a cooler name for it. We got, like a what's like a cool name? You know, like like Mark Maron's got like the cat ranch that he records in. Like, what, what can we? The fun shack. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the fun shack. I was trying to think of like a yeah, yeah, or something like ba- the barracks or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. we'll come back. I'm to trying that. to make either about gunners or Ars- and junior mm. funners fun shack. Mm. Uh. Yeah, that does sound like a bit like a kids' TV show from the nineties. Um, but yeah, maybe we, I, we can you know tweet at us. We are on Twitter at, at junior funners. If you got a suggestion for what we uh, what we should call the uh, Shepherd's up where we record, um, let us know. We're uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a it's a balmy spring day at the moment. Um, we're we're doing this sort of in the middle of the afternoon, and it's uh, it's really nice outside at the moment. Um, I've just been on a walk. So yeah, with dogs, I'm all sweaty. Yeah, and I'm and I'm fat, so I'm also sweaty. So you know, we're we're just sweating it up here in the uh, in the old in the old fun shack, <laughs> sweating it out in the old fun shack. Um, so I lots to even though. It's not been that long since we uh, last recorded. There's still lots to to talk about. Lots happened uh, in the world of both Arsenal and football in general. Um, So I guess we'll start with Arsenal news. As we were recording last time, um, we were it, it was in the middle of the Arsenal Watford match. Um, we did predict that Troy Deeney would at least get booked for uh, for fouling somebody. And well, fouling, I mean, literally stuck his I, arm in Torreira's yeah. face. I did, I I predicted it'd be like Monreal or one of the smaller defenders, and it was it it, it was the, probably the smallest man on the pitch, wasn't it? In the end, yeah. it was yeah. Um, yeah, and that but that was not even ten minutes into the match. I think was it? It was mm. uh, yeah. Um, and then yeah, Arsenal eventually went on to win one nil. Um, made it hard work for themselves overall. They could have killed the game off quite early on, but I think towards the second half, you know, I think because they were down to ten men, Watford is sort of. I think uh, Arsenal just seemed to me. I'm only going on highlights, but. Um, <laughs> Seemed to me like they they just sort of um, managed to just keep ball, keep control again because it seemed like 
from what I've seen on the highlights that Watford didn't have a whole lot to do in the second half. Yeah, I I think yeah they 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 did seem to be in uh, sort of damage control mode mm, a little bit. Yeah. I think that they were sort of you know trying two, to just two keep banks it. or four. Exactly. As Alan Hansen used to say. Yeah, just trying to keep it at uh, yeah at one goal difference, and then I think nick a corner or a set piece or something. Um, they got enough big players that they could maybe nick a goal. But yeah, it, it, it seemed like they were happy just to sit back and soak up the pressure. But Arsenal didn't really help themselves by no. you know some of their finishing and yeah. Ben Foster had a really good game. Uh, he's had a pretty good season, isn't he? Really overall. Um, for, apart for from the uh, giving the ball to Bam Yang and yeah, <laughs> gift, gifting a goal and all that. I, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking sort of in the second half. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he he sort of redeemed himself yeah. in the second half a little bit by keeping the scoreline at one nil. Um, but yeah, it, it, uh, but unbelievably, first away clean sheet of the season for Arsenal. Mm. It's taken them this long, so Jesus, yeah. Um, but it's a big. Big win in the yeah. uh, in the top four race for the top four because um, I think it still means that. I always wondered though. I was hypothetically speaking, if say uh, dare I say Spurs went into the final Champions League final and won, mm. they automatically would qualify for the Champions League. Does that mean that fifth, fifth place goes into the Champions League? I can't remember how it works because. Uh, yeah, I think I think that would be the case. Yeah, if they if they finish third yeah. or fourth, um, I think it means that fifth also gets into the Champions League. But I'm not quite sure. They might be. I think they might be changing all of that. Because mm. I remember when Chelsea won it, they finished fifth, didn't they? Yeah. Or they they were outside the top four, but it meant that Tottenham, who finished fourth, didn't get into the oh, Champions yeah. League, and it, that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That might be the case, yeah. Um, so I don't know, I, yeah. But if they if they finish in the top four and they win it, I, I'm not quite sure how it works. Um, but yeah, but that's that's yeah. I suppose that's the other thing. Um, not just Arsenal use, but yeah, just football news. It, it, the the Man City Tottenham match, the semi final second leg, um, was some people are saying it's one of the best Champions League matches, nay the best football match ever. Uh, only time will tell, I guess, but it did kind of have a bit of everything, um, mm. and yeah, as much as I was expecting, because it 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 looked the stage looked set for it to be like a classic Spurs thing where you know they they win one nil on the first leg, and then right at the end of the second leg they they lose on aggregate, mm. and it did seem as though that was what was going to happen, and then. VAR and everyone, you yeah. know, everyone in the A had went absolutely mental, and then VAR um, did its thing. Yeah, and um, it, I don't know. I I, so I wonder if like all the Man City players and everyone, if they hadn't sort of expended all that energy celebrating the goal that then got disallowed, yeah. would they've been able to mount one final attack and you seen a bit get a goal for real over the top? You mean just because you have like it's not over? Mm. It's like just get. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was very near the end. But yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. Just... I think I think everybody's just going to have to stop, not celebrate as soon as they score a goal. They have to stop and make sure. I mean, it's VAR. Just have it checked. Yeah. And yeah. Then they then they go and celebrate. <laughs> so it's going to be a real long delay. Yeah, they'll just be sort of like a everyone just kind of dancing around. Oh, yeah. Like they need to go pee. Not sure whether they can celebrate or not. 
and then yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah what a game though i mean i i i tuned in 12 minutes into the match and it was already two all um and i yeah i still you know there was still loads of drama even <laughs> even though i'd missed four goals it's yeah absolutely crazy no, I, would, I would have liked to have watched it but um bt was playing up for me that night i couldn't really watch it. i was getting like one frame every mm. 10 seconds i don't know where it was just high traffic or yeah probably it might have been that but they they didn't have usually they have like their own sort of special sort of champions league player thing that you they stream from but they didn't mm. have it this time around they just had the sort of basic one that they have for like BT Sport for one basic or two. pitches yeah and uh, didn't have that so I was like what's going on I don't know if it's high traffic or not but I don't know I was just couldn't really watch it properly yeah. so I had to sort of, sort of guess the whole the whole thing of having like all the like Champions League and Europa League on BT Sports is just yeah. kind of annoying like it, it's the, the yeah having to have this all this whole sort of separate service just for that it's just like you know and then occasionally you get like a, a Premier League match or an FA Cup match it's just I don't know yeah and they I, they lost like a lot of money on it didn't they I think they, they took like mm. a huge gamble in paying for the rights for it all and it's I don't know last I heard it really hadn't paid off so I don't know if they'll don't know if they'll be trying again when the rights run out next whenever it is 2021 or whenever yeah. it is um but yeah, I do kind of miss the day, even though, even though you know you'd have to listen to Clive Tilsley and Andy Townsend. Yeah. I did. I do kind of miss it all being on ITV and I, just on regular telly. I think I just have a sort of nostalgia. Like I remember like doing like biology homework while having the Champions League on. Mm. Just like I think this is yeah. back in my old school days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't you didn't have to have Sky or anything. It was just on yeah. normal telly, and it was just yeah. It was much less complicated, but yeah, not anymore. Everything's got to be a, everything's got to be a streaming service now, isn't it? Like you know, like every like yeah. Disney and everything else. Like it's yeah. I didn't realize that Disney had bought The Simpsons, but anyway. well, yeah, they, they own Fox now, so yeah, they own they own all of that. Yeah, Simpsons, and I guess they own Family Guy now as well. Um, yeah, mm. be only two things in the world: Amazon and Disney. And Pretty McDonald's. much, yeah. Yeah, Coca-Cola, but yeah, uh, they'll yeah they'll they'll merge with one of them at some point. But yeah, and uh, yeah, and you know we probably pay more tax than either of those companies do. So uh, yeah, that's uh, not to get off on a tangent, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so for anyone that didn't see the the Man City Spurs match, I mean, what are you doing? But also, I, I, Gary Lineker summed up and said, you know. It, it, your thoughts are with anyone that doesn't like football at that moment because it's just, it, yeah, a real kind of, just a great moment um, for, you know, for, for neutral fans. I don't, you could argue we're not technically neutral being Arsenal fans, you know. No. But, um, but I don't really care about Man City either. They've been buying all our players. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, for a time they were. But. Yeah, but then, yeah, the, the Mikel Arteta is like the assistant manager oh, yeah. right now, isn't he? So it's kind of, you know, I'd like to see him doing well. It's just weird watching Match of the Day and you see like a Man City game and there's hardly anyone in the crowd. It's like always an empty stadium. Is they Apparently they've, they've, they've been regularly like booing the uh, the Champions League music yeah. at the start of every match. Um, I don't know what they're 
I, I don't know what their beef is with the Champions League like, as a as a tournament or as an organization, but like I remember Man City fans, they used to have like inflatable bananas and things. Used to bring all sorts of weird stuff. They didn't see that anymore. Yeah, they're too cool. It's, yeah. yeah. Or I don't know. They might just have gotten tighter with bringing shit into the ground. Mm. You know, like security and that. You might not be able to get away with bringing in as much crazy stuff. Yeah. Excuse mm. me. I had to... oh. Oh, yeah, belching up a storm here. I'm, uh, for those keeping track, um, not drinking Heineken this time around. I'm drinking a uh, refreshing Brooklyn Lager. It's an amber lager, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, if we just uh, if we get a, a bottle check going in the uh, in the chat. That's that's a, it's a Twitch reference for anyone watching Twitch. But uh, yeah, if you're uh, I don't know if you're having a having a, a beer or a brew while you're uh, listening along to this, tweet at us and uh, let us know. Again, you know, let's get, let's get a can and bottle check going uh, from our listeners. Um, also, yeah, I'm drinking in the afternoon, so what? It's going to be a bank holiday tomorrow. Get off my ass. <laughs> I would, but my throat is very, very dry right now. I'm just eating nothing but fruit lozenges. We are, and it's, this is prime hay fever season. Yeah. Um, it, it really is. Um, but yeah, just oh. to briefly recap the... Is that a plane this, going what is, there's a, I think there's a plane landing on top of Lawrence's house. Yeah. Um, oh, that's you know that's just yeah you know, that's just my plane. No, don't worry about oh, it. Oh, that's is that that's not your chopper. Where do, you, had, where do you keep your chopper? Oh, where where don't I keep my <laughs> chopper? You know, we need a, we need a few sound bites, don't you? Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we yeah we do. We get a soundboard going um, with all the all the best. Like we need like a boing. Yeah. I wish um, I had that. Oh, that'd be so. Cool. <laughs> oh, looks like uh, Ali McLeish has left. The Scotland job. Oh, no. Just opened the BBC Sport app again. Wah, wah, not news wah. for anyone listening to this, but yeah. Oh, there you go. There's one sound. What was, what was I? Because I'm not wearing wah, headphones. Wah, wah. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, also, yeah. Just to update uh, a story from the, uh, the the previous episode. Uh, Joey Barton emphatically denies assaulting the uh, the Barnsley manager. Um, so, again, just. Feel bad for the guy, you know. Just can't seem to can't seem to do anything right. Can't seem to go anywhere. Just can't catch a break. Nah, everyone's always accusing him of something. Everyone's got it in for him, haven't they? Um, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to look for just like a a rundown of what actually happened in the match, like who scored what in what order. Um, well, Sterling and then Song scored a uh, Song Song. Yeah, Song Hyunmin scored uh, twice, and then it was a Guerrero. Um, no, it was a was this Aguero again? Aguero got the fourth one, I think. I believe it was... I think it went... So I think... This is just off the top of my head. I think Sterling scored after about four minutes. Mm. And then Son scored after, like, seven minutes. And then I think... I think Son scored a second one after about ten minutes. And then Bernardo Silva oh, yeah. scored a second. Yeah, because he, yeah, he kind of fumbled it. Uh, the wrist in, he sort of went under him. Yeah, it's one of those like with uh, Barcelona and Man United where the ball sort of went under De Gea. Yeah. <laughs> so Messi has this weird waves of shooting. It's almost like he passes into the net at times. It really, yeah. It's, it's just so low to the ground. It's just how does he? It looks like a like a special effect yeah. almost. Like it doesn't look like physically possible. It's it's weird when moments like that happen in football and you're like, well, if that happened in FIFA, you'd be like, yeah, that's mm. bullshit. Like that never happens in real life. Like. Like Salah's goal at the the weekend against Chelsea, where he just mm. smacked it, and it was like the ball doesn't really move while it's in mid air. Like it's no, 
there's like no spin on it and you yeah, can kind just, of knuckle it yeah yeah you can just see like the logos on like the side of the ball and everything so clearly all right here we go so i've got it right i got it up now so so yeah we've got sterling after four minutes son hyun min after seven minutes and then uh son got second after 10 minutes and then on 11 minutes bernardo silva leveled it up at two all um and then after 21 minutes sterling gets a second and then uh, then we get to, to half time and then uh I think just before halftime, Sissoko went off, um, like he hurt his groin or something. So uh, Llorente came mm. on, um, and they kind of had to. I think that kind of bugged up their system a little bit because it meant Deli Alley had to play a lot deeper than he would yeah. have done. Um, and then after halftime, on around about the hour mark, fifty-nine minutes, Aguero um, gets another goal for for City, and it looks as though that's going to be that. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, seventy-three minutes from a corner, Lorente scores off his thigh. Off his, like, depending on what angle you look at it, it kind of like looks like his, it looked like it hit his, his wrist for a bit. I thought it may have hit his wrist and then his thigh, or I don't know. Because there's some angles where it does look like it it goes in off of like almost his elbow, like it hits like yeah. his, his like his lower arm, and then it goes in. But then you see it from other angles, and it's like it kind of brushes his arm but ultimately goes in off of what looks like his, his hip or like his upper thigh and the ref took a long time to look at it on the like the, on the touchline with the VAR um, but yeah I think ultimately he awarded it which I, I think probably was the right decision um, and then yeah right at the very end we're being very very uh, uh, being very uh, fair for being Arsenal supporters aren't we we're not mm. like oh bloody t- I can't believe they're yeah. in the semi-final. Ah, well, God, it, I'm so angry. <laughs> well, I think that's that's partly because deep down we both, uh, not wanting to jinx it, but we both know how funny it's going to be when they lose the semi-final on penalties to Ajax. <laughs> having kind of, having, you know, having that far to fall and then doing it is would be peak Spurs. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Having, you know, going almost all the way and then bottling it would be the ultimate Spurs kind of act. Um, all their best players came from Ajax. It's yeah, well, apart from Harry Kane. But. Um, yeah, and then right at the end, I'm trying to see when exactly it happened, but um, whatever it was, 90th minute or something, um, Sterling scored what appeared to be the winner. Um, celebrated, everyone went mental. The you know the roof almost collapsed that he yeah, had because everyone was just going crazy. Yeah. Um, well, like I think if anything, I think if anything, I'm a bit more pleased because um, Guardiola, I kind of uh, put the blame on him for kind of ruining modern football a bit because he has like every team that has to play almost like a sort of Guardiola style like possession football. In some, not all teams, but like Germany mm. and Bayern Munich to an extent, kind of have been sort of infected with that Guardiola sort of. I yeah, though I'm I'm just kind of. I, I I think I would be annoyed if it wasn't so impressive. Like yeah. the, like the fact that like the, the way that he sets up teams in that like he has like twenty two properly world class players in you know so that he can just change change the system or change his team based on whatever he fancies, um, and he can swap players out like for like, or he can change mm. the system like 
he's got like just like a ho- he's got like two starting 11s worth of just absolute pure quality yeah um and they all like the way that they they press teams they chase the ball down when they don't have it like it it's yeah it is kind of i know i kind of know what you mean and it is kind of as a spectacle sometimes it is a little bit like oh, okay it's this and and that's kind of all it is but then i don't know there's sometimes when it's just kind of the 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 feat of having done that you're just you do kind of have to just step back and go wow that yeah. is that's nuts like it's just the, the it, it's i think it just maybe it's because of the whole barcelona thing like i said in the previous episode they didn't really get into the whole sort of why i don't like barcelona all that much and i when i when they uh, watched the highlights against uh, Man United and Barcelona, I saw it said in the crowd, "Walking to glory" or something like that. Walking to victory, and I think that's a bit arrogant. Yeah, that's walking to victory. <laughs> we're so good. <laughs> so we're uh, yeah, we're, we're not not even jogging to victory. Not even yeah. just you know, generic generic you know, work hard and yeah. that sort of thing. No, we're we're walking. To we're glory, okay. Riding a Segway to glory. We're not even yeah. walking. Like it's yeah. It's just like, I mean, yeah. There are there there are lots of reasons not to yeah. like Barcelona. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. The transfer policy, the Luis Suarez. I mean, yeah. There's loads of mm. there's loads of uh, things not to like about about Barcelona. But um, yeah, I don't know. So I I mean. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're potentially looking at a, an all English team final in the Champions League. Mm. Um, but I don't know what I what, what does your gut say about the who's going to make it to the final? Uh, sadly, I think Barcelona will probably win it. Unfortunately, I I could think uh, mm. no one can really stop Messi. Really, yeah, he always seems to find a way. Unless he's like, I don't know, he's because sometimes he gets a bit moody, doesn't he? Any kind of yeah, but then even then he'll just like he'll have like one shot on target for a match, and that'll be the goal, and that'll be the one that changes everything. And even if he, you know, he's sulking or whatever, it's... You know, can Liverpool really sort of defend? Because we've never really seen them properly. I mean, have they, I think they? Yeah, I mean, I think since they brought in Van Dijk uh, and Allison yeah. in goal, they have that. But it's just they, like, but they, I it, think they had like they've got the highest clean sheets in yeah. the league and yeah it, you don't necessarily when you think about Liverpool and their style of play especially this season you don't necessarily think they're great at defending but but they did have that pre-season game against Barcelona I remember where they won like was it 4-0 or something like that mm. but that was a pre-season game yeah I mean famously I think uh, <laughs> it was at, it was at was Wembley it, so. yeah was it, uh, was it uh, Yaya Sanogo scored a hat-trick in a pre-season game yeah. and everyone was like oh finally yeah. this is going to be his season oh I've got to look up got to have a segment where are they now all yeah. these young players that came into Arsenal where are they now yeah Francis Jeffers yeah yeah um, but yeah so you, re- you reckon it's a Barcelona and it's probably going to be I don't know um, I ex Barcelona I'm going to just go that's yeah. my safe prediction. I don't know. I just think uh, I don't know. My I just think it's going to be uh, Barcelona winning it. It's a real safe, yeah. basic uh, prediction. But something something tells me that I don't know. I I think over two legs, Liverpool might be able to 
to beat Barcelona. I, mm. don't, I don't know. They might be able to do it and might be able to, if they get enough at Anfield. Yeah. I just think uh, at, at the new Camp, I just think they're going to be just camped in their own half. I think, but yeah, I mean, they, they, they can beat pretty much yeah. anyone at Anfield uh, comfortably. Hmm. So I don't know. I th- yeah, it's, it's the, if they score enough goals at Anfield and then yeah. nick an away goal at the new Camp, because uh, what where where are they playing first? Um, yeah, the first a, leg is because that kind of. I should probably have a, a Luke. Very, very uh, exciting stuff. This because if they again, that's what makes us a legitimate podcast. Someone's in the middle of looking something up. That's yeah, looking stuff yeah, up in real Champions time. League. Doing some stuff. But I think that. yeah, I think it. it if the if the first legs at the new camp, um, then yeah, Liverpool got a big job in terms of defending, but they could always nick an away goal, at least one away goal, and then that means when it comes to playing at Anfield, they can just outscore anyone there, I and mean, even even Barcelona. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. I th- I think over two legs they might just do it because it just feels. I don't know. It, it seems like the the timing and everything would would match up, wouldn't it? it, it, it in terms of like, uh, so I think it's Barcelona at home first, right? Okay, first so it's a new camp. So I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think Liverpool might do it, um, and then I think, yeah, I, as I said, I think, <laughs> I think Spurs will Spurs it up and lose uh, to Ajax on penalties um, and then it will be yeah be an Ajax-Liverpool final and then I think I don't know I mean if Liverpool can't beat Ajax in a Champions League final then frankly they don't deserve to win any trophies <laughs> um, as good a team as Ajax are like you know the, 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 if they're not going to if they're not going to do it this season they're never going to do it uh, mm. in terms of winning big trophies and I do I kind of want them to I like Jurgen Klopp um, and I like Mo Salah and you know they've played very exciting football all season and yeah I, I yeah I think I'd, I'd rather see them win the title than Man City to be honest mm. I don't really have that much of a problem with Man City but I don't know it's just a it's just a great story like I said I think I I, I like Jurgen Klopp as a manager more than I like Pep yeah because um, he's you know he's a, he's a very handsome man but he's also you know he's just kind of cool and charismatic and just seems like really genuinely passionate about the game. You watch him after every match and he's like, you get the sense that he would happily just vault the advertising hoarding and just hang out with the fans and just go, just go get pissed after every match. But you know, he knows that he's got to like go to the dressing room and talk to the press and all that. But it, yeah, he, he seems like he really genuinely enjoys what he's doing. Um, which can't really be said of a, uh, you know, a, more than a few managers in in that kind of tier of management, I would say at that at that level. So yeah, it'd be nice to see him get something for for everything he's done for the club, especially. And you know, it's like I said, the timing of it kind of matches up. It's you know, thirty years since Hillsborough and all that. And yeah, I, I think it, yeah, it, it would it would mean a lot to the city and the club and all that. So yeah. Anyway, this is an Arsenal podcast. Yeah. So. Hang on, is it? Suddenly, I'm sort of talking like that. You are. <laughs> calm down, talking calm down. like that. Great. Sensational. Um, <laughs> so, well, I, I suppose we're talking about European football. Um, later on this evening, Arsenal playing the second leg uh, of their tie against Napoli uh, in Naples. 
Um, what are your what are your thoughts and predictions for for that? Uh, no, I'm going This is my uh, crazy uh, prediction. I think Arsenal will win. Okay. Wow. That is crazy. Because uh, I think uh, they will. Because <laughs> I support them, and I don't support Napoli. That is that's some sound football fan uh, logic. That is, yeah. I don't know. I just well, realistically, I do think. Hmm. Like I, I think Napoli might. Uh, I, didn't, I I just uh, oh. I mean, in the first leg, they were more like crappily. Yeah, they they were actually. Because they think about it, they they were really really bad in the first leg. Um, but I did I, I mentioned it in the last episode. I, I I wonder if it's a situation similar to what Arsenal have, where they are really bad away from home, but at home they can take on pretty much anyone on their day um, and that worries me a little bit because Arsenal only scored two goals in the home leg so I don't know but you, you reckon Arsenal can, can hold out yeah but uh, it depends who's playing if he has to play I'm going to look up the the uh, possible uh, look up team news team lineup. I mean it depends if he has to go with like Mustafi in the, at the back they might give Napoli a bit more of a yeah, a chance. And that's the problem. But uh, I'm looking at no, it seems well. like uh, according to whoscored.com. <laughs> now we're not sponsored by whoscored.com, but but <laughs> if we were, they they would be uh, you know they'd be, they'd be the best at sponsoring us in the world. <laughs> yeah. So, but unfortunately, they're going with a prediction that Napoli will win this game two one, but that means that Arsenal will win overall. I think yeah. I think it, if if Arsenal get a, an away goal, if they score first, mm-hmm. if they score early, um, yeah, that that might just be enough. Um, but yeah, I, I know what they you mean. If, they if, won't have yeah. uh, Raul Albiol apparently. So, uh, yeah. but mm. uh, I mean, they should, I mean, it's not like the most the toughest team. I mean, I don't think Arsenal. This isn't a particular team that Arsenal. Would be physically uh, bullied by. They're all the, the team's quite short. I mean, Insigne's quite short. Yeah, uh, and he's quite short for a midfielder. But he gets around a lot. He's kind of like Torreira, but, he's, but it's it's an Ancelotti team, isn't it? Yeah. He, he, so it might be a, might be a quite a pretty game to watch. I mean, yeah, because I was quite excited when he seemed to be linked with the Arsenal job after Wenger yeah. announced he was standing down. Because I, yeah. I I like him as a manager. Mm. I think he's. I mean, you know. It's, track record speech himself he's won pretty much everything um, but yeah uh, I don't know it looks like looking at sort of team news I mean they're saying here that um, Socrates may be yeah. back and um, Torreira apparently has travelled with the squad yeah. although he may still be nursing a groin injury so I think yeah I, I think you're right it, it <laughs> Because I also saw that Rob Holding was back in training. Um, obviously, he's not going to be playing in this match, but that's that's encouraging because he was uh, quite a big, quite a big player for them earlier on in the season before he got injured. Mm. Um, but I mean, yeah, if if they sort of if they just like keep, uh, I think if they keep sort of Milik quiet because he's quite a big guy mm. and he could possibly sort of bully the defense a bit. Mm. So yeah. But uh, Socrates or whoever should be enough to. I think yeah. If, to, if, you, if you've got Socrates and um, uh, uh, Kashani, 
Yeah. If they're both fit and kind of um, there in the middle. I, the only thing I worry about is Petr Cech can go. I mean, nothing, I don't, nothing against him. It's just because he's quite old now. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But he's been doing all right. I mean, we've got this far with him in the yeah, Europa I, League. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's the only thing I worry about. But, yeah. I think, I think Arsenal can, will go yeah. through. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and we'll we'll see see how far they can get. I mean, this is we talked about it before, but this is Emery's competition. He loves he loves the Europa League, doesn't he? And that's kind of his that's like his version. Like Wenger loved the FA Cup. Like you know, he was always even even after the the overall decline of the Wenger era, he was still winning FA Cups. Um, and yeah, Emery just seems to keep winning the Europa League. Like he, he seems to. He gets this competition, so it's yeah, it's good to have him at the helm and for you know for going into a, a the second leg of a tie like this. But yeah, I think you're right. I think ultimately they'll go through. But this is Arsenal, and you know it's been <laughs> a decade plus at this point of uh, sort of watching them go out of Europe around this time of year. So who knows? Who knows? It could just be that there's a curse that'll be on them forever. Hmm. Just they just need. I just I forgot to mention this last time. That I just will Kronka actually put money into the club to like spend on players because he is a bit of a. He's kind of like you know he does apparently doesn't really have much interest in investing in the club all that much. But I could be wrong. But this is what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like a bit of a weirdo. Just overall. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I. I. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about like the back room of Arsenal. I just know that ever since David Dean stood down, it's never been the same. Mm. Um, he was obviously the famously the one that brought Wenger to the club and was kind of depending on what articles you read and who you believe. He was sort of a key figure in a lot of the major signings during that sort of early Wenger period. Like a lot of the a lot of the big players, like you know Burkamp and people like that. He was sort of a like you know. Big and bringing players like that into the club. It was back in the day when you could buy someone who was twenty years old for like peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays they go for like what fifty million. Uh, yeah. Hundred million. I mean, yeah. Like it's, you look at like like Man City's back four, and it's like you know a lot of them are pretty young, but it's like you know they're in like their early twenties, but it's still like two hundred million between the lot of them. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, and even like. Because I mean, like, how old's Van Dyke? Like, he's he's not that old, is he? I can't remember now, but I think he's around. Must have been his mid twenties. I was going to say like twenty six, twenty seven, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, seventy five million or whatever it was for him. Like, Jesus. Can you hear me type in the way there? Mm. Uh, yeah, twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah, Kronka's... uh. Yeah, I mean, thank God he's not—he's he, not Mike Ashley. I mean, hmm. but you know, he's a. a but this thing is, as long as Newcastle don't get relegated, he's all right. It's just like, look, yeah. they're not going to go at me this year. I've got to get relegated. Yeah, but it's, yeah, and it, then he's just sort of like, yeah, we don't have the money to spend on players, or whatever, and then it's just like, then you know, oh, but you got the money to go buy House of Fraser. Also, you don't have the money to pay your workers a living wage at Sports Direct. Like, yeah, come on. What a fucking prick that guy is. Um, so that's 
we have our Arsenal fan of the week. That's the junior funners dipshit of the week is Mike Ashley. Um, so boo to you, Mike Ashley. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> um, okay, so that uh, sort of wraps up news, doesn't it? I think that's everything that's going yeah. on at the moment in terms of Arsenal and the larger world of, of football. Um, now the next segment, I'm not quite sure what we're gonna do because it, you know, it's I suppose well, it's, it's what Arsenal means to us, but that's kind of a very broad topic, like you know. So it, eventually, we're gonna be asking other people what uh, what Arsenal means to them. But um, yeah, anyway, this is what Arsenal means to me. You actually, you actually hit upon a pretty good topic earlier, um, which is, and it is, it's quite a uh, quite a deep well that we could possibly return to more than once. But I think maybe we should talk about um, the the transfers that hurt the most in terms of like players leaving. Um, and I suppose we could also we could also talk about like the the players you were most excited about when they signed. Never mind, you know what what they ended up being like or what ended up happening but like players that when you heard that they were being signed you were like yes um so yeah so i mean like i mean i, I we alluded to it in the last episode but you, you were talking about like you were talking about fabregas going to barcelona so oh yes yeah. yeah. that one that one did hurt but yeah just the uh all the sort of uh guilt tripping that went on with the uh you know he's he's being prison he's a prisoner yeah <laughs> oh he's got barcelona dna and then when um, Spain won the World Cup and was ever Pepe Reina stuck a Barcelona shirt on him? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's like, you're not even a Barcelona player. It, yeah, it was like we'd, <laughs> like we'd annexed him or something. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. And then when they signed him, barely played him. Yeah. <laughs> he just was a bench player for like Javi or Iniesta when they were tired. On yeah. Kane Fabregas. It's like, do you really want to be seen on the bench? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that that is a sort of weird thing in like Spanish football culture where they they're just like the fans get absolutely rabid for the hype around certain yeah. like just like they just really 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 buy into the thing of like we have to have this player like all summer long it'll be sort of just drawn out this saga of like like in the preseason just be like yeah we have to have that player we have to have that player we simply must have that player and. And they go there, and it's just like they can't possibly yeah. live up to the hype and the expectation. And a lot of the time, like you said, they end up just being a bench player. And it's just like, then the fans eventually. I mean, like the the biggest example right now is probably Gareth Bale yeah. at Madrid, isn't it? Like it's you know, even though he is doing basically won their Champions League for them last time, and yeah. they still hate him. It is like yeah, there's not really much else he can do because I remember being in Spain the the summer before he he went, and it was like the front page of every newspaper every single day was all like Gareth Bale speculation. Like the, like not even like the back pages were like the sports page. It was like the front page of like every national newspaper was like, they were all so excited about Gareth Bale coming to, to Real Madrid. And then, yeah, then he did. And it was like, you know, they had this whole big thing where they unveiled him, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, on the pitch and everything. And it was just like, yeah, uh, he can't really do anything. Um, without pissing somebody off, is it's sad. Um, yeah, but 
yeah, the 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 Fabregas leaving did did hurt, but I don't think anyone at that point in Arsenal history, I don't think anyone really begrudged him leaving because yeah. he was still so young, and it was yeah. like it was obvious that he was kind of destined for for better things than we were able to offer as a club at that point. Um, you know, like he was never going to win, he was never going to win league titles and Champions Leagues with with us at that stage so it's just like I, yeah well, you don't, think he, don't think he ever did he win I don't think he ever has did he isn't he I don't think he has he's not won a Champions League I don't think he has I'm going to have a look got me uh, got me trusted uh, <laughs> interwebs here yeah alright uh, yeah I don't think he ever has I think he won I thought he won it I thought they'd won at least one while he was there you won a World Cup, obviously, but um, yeah. let me have a look. No. No, I've just had a look. No, he hasn't. Huh. <laughs> well, he ran her up with Arsenal. Oh, So really? the only that's, time he did... So that's, a, that's a huge irony. Because <laughs> who did they lose to? Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's... I didn't really... I, I don't know why. I just assumed that he had... So how many... Did he... How many Ligas did he win? Just one. Just the one. Because he's only at Barcelona for that one season, wasn't he? So, yeah. I thought he was there for because a few. And then, um, and then he came back to Chelsea. Yeah. Because there was that whole thing oh, of, yeah, like, yeah. they got, like, Arsenal apparently had yeah, first Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. Um, and then there was... Well, because he hardly featured, you know. It was, yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't, I didn't really notice. Um, but, uh, yeah, worth it. <laughs> worth it, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but yeah, I think everyone yeah. assumed he was going to go on to great things because that was part of that Barcelona team that still, mm. at that point, they would have still had Henri and stuff, wouldn't they, I think? And he would have still been fairly I think, good. I think this was coming, this was towards the end when Thierry sort of went off to MLS. I think, it, yeah, it was probably just before. And then they had David, David Villa. Oh, yeah, David Villa, and um, yeah. yeah. And you had people like Sanchez come in, then Neymar came in. and Yeah. 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 So he was joining a team that was sort of like, you know, all hot shit, you know. Mm. And then, yeah, I think that the the one that hurt slightly more than that for me was uh, Van Persie going oh, to, yeah. to United because it was like, at least Fabregas going to Barcelona made sense. In yeah. that, like you said, there was sort of like that kind of weird emotional blackmail, which is like, you know, he belongs here, and it was it was also kind of just from a you know a footballing point of view, it made sense because we weren't selling him to a rival you know we weren't going to be battling against Barcelona every season for for trophies in terms of like you know the league or the FA Cup or whatever but yeah yeah Van Persie going to United was it was it something like he said like the little boy inside of him wanted to go play for Manchester United or something like that oh fuck off even though yeah even though there's a picture of him as a kid with all sorts of like Arsenal posters and Arsenal kit and everything he came to Arsenal really young as well like you know he, he literally came to Arsenal as a little boy as well so yeah. it's like it's yeah. yeah yeah but we managed to because he I, I think even even Fergie admitted that um, you know it would like that was kind of I think there's a sort of like just at the start of this current era of like crazy transfer fees because he had a year left on his contract I think at that point he was 29 nearly 30 um, yeah. And United still had to pay the best part of thirty-five million to to get him, 
Um, and it was like, that was kind of like a, you know, that was kind of a mark of how good he was. Like, I mean, even Fergie said like, yeah, he's, he's that good. There aren't, there aren't many, you know, 30 year old strikers. I'd pay 35 million for with a year left on their contract. But yeah. He's still, he's still in the uh, Dutch league. I think he's at final, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's still around. He's got a, retire soon surely mm. his hair's going incredibly grey <laughs> it is yeah he went grey pretty young I mean as someone else was going grey very young it's uh, yeah it's it's, it's it's it can be pretty cool I thought he looked good with it mm. um, but uh, but yeah yeah that 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 hurt him him leaving for United and then uh, there's that brilliant like meme of um, someone on eBay buying the uh <laughs> Highlights of whatever, like the whatever it was, the two thousand eight, two thousand nine season, or whatever. And um, inside, it was just there's no DVD inside. It's just a picture of Van Persie celebrating against, <laughs> celebrating scoring a goal against Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of players who I necessarily wouldn't didn't really care much when they left. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm trying to. Th- um, Nazri, maybe to an extent. Yeah, he was, he was kind of a dick. Yeah, because he was a real fucking. Yeah, he was a dick about it. Um, yeah, because I think we, we talked about it in the last episode that that swath of Arsenal players that left for City. Um, elite, you know, like, cliche and Sanya did it with a, a certain amount of grace, yeah. but Nazri, Adebayo and Nazri, yeah, Adebayo just. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, he will say he was he was the junior funnest dipshit of the week for last week's episode, but um, yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's a right way to do because I, I I mean to Fabregas's credit, he didn't really rub it in anyone's face, and he gets a pretty good reception whenever he, if you know if yeah. Chelsea are playing and he comes on, a lot of the fans will still stand because I think I I believe he was the youngest ever Arsenal captain. Is that true? Or am I making that up? I think he. And I think he was the youngest player to have made 200 appearances for the club because he, I think because of injuries, Wenger had to start using him a lot more than he necessarily wanted to, but he was so good that after a certain point he couldn't stop putting him in, in the team. So I think he he had like 200 appearances by the time he was like 19 or something. Is yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Um, I remember that mullet he had. Yeah, that was bad. That was like, why... I. I don't know. Yeah, who told him that was good? <laughs> like, it's, he was obviously anticipating some kind of big comeback for the mullet, it, or he was just—I don't know—just thought he was uh, like a Jedi or something. It was like that, like that Padawan rat tail. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's a um, player played for um, Inter Milan, uh, Palacio. He has that kind of little uh, Star Wars prequels like Jedi oh, ponytail. Yeah, yeah. Is that? Is there a? Like yeah, it's the, it's the bin men. Yeah. yeah. Well, this seems kind of late in the day. Oh, it's 4.20, bro. It's 4.20. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. I do, yeah, no, I, I'm, I assume they normally come sort of earlier in the morning, but I, I guess around these parts. No, 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 they come around in the afternoon this sort of time. Mm. This is what you want on the podcast, you know. Yeah, this is good bin- content. When when's the bin men come so I guess, your way? Well, yeah, and it also people will be able to figure out where you live based on that. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you're a deranged fan, leave Lawrence's bins alone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so for the flip side of, of that, just for a, a slightly brighter discussion, what players were you 
really excited about when you found out they were signing for Arsenal? I'm going to say, this is kind of a out of the blue one. I kind of uh, was excited when Lucas Podolski signed. Yeah, yes, same. I remember that because it was like, he was like a proper striker and it was like... And he had like a real powerful like left foot on him. Yeah, and he he scored a couple of really good goals in the World and Cup and stuff, and he became a bit of a fan favorite. He's like yeah, sort of a, sort the of a, what they call they call him the Hammer? Is that or was yeah, that yeah? I can't remember um, now, but um, yeah, yeah. It's a shame he never he was never really prolific. Yeah, he's sort of like because he wasn't pacey enough. So, but no. he stuck him out. He used to play him on the left, but he's like he's not quick enough. No, you can't really play him up front because he's like not. Sort of a not big guy, but you know, whenever he played, he yeah. always just yeah, yeah. Kind of feel like we didn't really properly uh, use him to an extent, but I yeah, I thought oh, that'd be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, Podolski. Yeah, because it was during that era where like we needed a prolific goal threat. Even like um, Özil to an extent, because you know we we were getting him from Real Madrid. I kind of felt like, oh man, this is gonna be great, Özil. Yeah, that was like a. It felt like a big statement. Yeah, that, like we were signing a like a big world class midfielder from Real Madrid. Like it wasn't us selling a player to Real Madrid or selling a player to Barcelona or Man City or whatever. Like it, you know, we were. Remember the uh, first game when he came on? I think it was against Sunderland, and you did you could tell that he was sort of a bit more on another level. Yeah, but then, unfortunately, as he's as the years have gone on, he's sort of like a sort of yeah lost his uh, form a bit and yeah, it's kind of I don't know. Yeah, it's whether he chooses to get to that yeah. level and I don't know. It yeah he doesn't get to that level enough anymore, <laughs> and it's no. just like it's sad and yeah, it's sad that that sort of like that was. Probably that was one of Wenger's like last big signings. Like it was, you know, and although yeah, I, I don't know, he brought in, you know, he brought in Aubameyang and Lacazette, didn't he? Yeah. So it's, yeah. But um, but yeah, I'm trying to think who. Remember when they uh, when they signed Gallas? That seemed like a because I think that was after. Was that was that in the deal where they where Ashley Cole went to Chelsea? I think I think it was like part of it was there was a certain amount of money and then I think part of it was that we got Gallas in return for them getting Cole um, and I thought like oh okay well he's like a you know proper hard man centre back like he's yeah he's we, we could do with a player like that it's a shame that we're losing Ashley Cole but like you know at least we get like we're not you know, we're not going to be totally empty-handed in terms of like you know. Yeah, I think it now. was a swap deal. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then yeah, he turned out to be kind of a <laughs> kind of unhinged. Like he was just sort of like you know, he, he had such a temper on him. And there's that match where like they lost, and he just sat down. It wasn't like a cup final or anything. He just sat down on the pitch and cried after the match. Yeah. And it was like. You know, you know, toxic masculinity is you know is a big problem. And everything and men should be allowed to cry, but it was just like it was just such a weird reaction to, like you know, we just lost like a league match. I think it meant like you know that was effectively the title challenge over. But again, we hadn't like it wasn't like we'd lost a cup final or anything. Like it was just for him to just sit on the pitch on his own and cry was just such an odd thing. Um, and it, yeah, it didn't really send a great message. 
<laughs> to the other teams that we were sort of up against. It was just like, oh, this guy, because I think at that point he was the captain, wasn't he? Or, or mm, yeah. He was one of the players that, did we, I think, because uh, we, uh, we had, for ages we had like a captain, who was it, that was always injured and then it was like the person that took over him ended up being the captain. Was it Vermaelen? Yeah. That might be a that might be a different thing. Remember, like Vermaelen was the captain, like officially he was the captain, but he was injured for like a whole season. He did like his ACL, so it meant that like effectively like someone else, maybe it was Arteta or someone, became the captain. But he still got to like <laughs> he still got to like lift the FA Cup at the end of the season because he was the captain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, so long ago now. Trying to. Yeah, like I said, I think I'm, a lot of these things are overlapping in my mind. I don't think they all happen at once, but but yeah, I remember like I remember being excited that we were getting Gallas, even though it meant we were losing Ashley Cole. Also, um, our Shavin as well. Oh yeah, that was a yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. Now. I was gonna put him in. I wanted to do a retraction corner because I wanted to. Oh, you were gonna put him on Mount Arsenal more. Yeah, I kind of feel like I want to put really? our Shavin. I think that's on, controversial. I yeah. don't know if I. I just uh, he was because he had. He had real moments of just absolute genius, yeah. but I, I don't think he... A bit like Ozil, I don't think mm. he had enough of them. I think he came... Was it a bit late in his career he came in to Arsenal? Possibly, I yeah. I he was, but yeah. I think our, Wenger got him in on that, on the back of Euro 2008, and so when he yeah. came in... But anyway, I think, then he got, I think he got injured as well. That was like he? another kind of hallmark of... Uh, of like Wenger's like transfer policy was like he'd either buy players that were like incredibly young um, or he'd get like players that had had like <laughs> really good seasons like two or three seasons before so he'd buy like I remember like when he bought like Arteta I think in the same transfer window they bought Arteta and Ben Ayun Yossi Ben Ayun and it was like man if you'd signed those guys like two seasons before yeah. That would have been amazing because that was when they were like properly on fire and you know they were like they were like hot shit and it was just sort of like you're just buying them slightly too late mm. and like yeah Arteta was great for like when he was fit but he got injured a lot and I think Ben Ayun lasted like all of us like I think he was there for one season. And he, he just was, brought him on loan for like six months. There was one uh, that yeah Chelstrom he yeah. was there for like the Swedish guy yeah I think he's thirty year old and it turns out they bought him. With a like fracture in his spine, yeah. or something. And then there was the um, the uh, Korean, is it um, what's his name? Oh, <sighs> Park, was it Park? Yeah, I can't, uh, but yeah, he, he would do all sorts of these weird sort of uh transfers like that. I don't know whether it was just so that they could, yeah, sell shirts in <laughs> Korea. I don't know, he would, yeah, the, he would buy a lot of kind of aging midfielders that were like very injury prone and would last like maybe one season and then that was kind of it you'd like, play them in a league game against like some league one team or something we were playing yeah. against it's like oh look he looks really good against them yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah those are kind of yeah like our Shavin and, and Gallas are sort of the ones I remember like being like excited about hmm. um, neither of them but really I just remember that game off. against Liverpool where he, was it? Did he, he got four goals, didn't he? Or was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He scored four. Yeah. That was his, like his debut or something. It was yeah, and everyone was like, "Oh shit!" Like, but yeah. never mind. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. But I do kind of miss him a bit. He was great. He was yeah. quite a good player. He was really tiny as well, wasn't yeah. he? Like it was. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, that's you know you could argue that's another it's another Arsenal thing. You got to have just like a there's there's always got to be like a really short guy playing in midfield, whether it's Cazola or Arshavin or Torreira. <laughs> like it's yeah. We might if if Arsenal go through, we could possibly be playing a uh, Villarreal because uh, Santi Cazola is now at Villarreal. Oh wow! Yeah, he's still playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think they're in the relegation, I think, in Spain. Oh, really? I think so. He had the I'm thing where they unveiled him, where like a magician brought him out of a box or something, didn't they? That, that, is, one, that is another one. Another uh, transfer who's just like, oh, damn, another one is just... <laughs> yeah, but I think he, like, that was after like he'd been out for an entire season. Yeah. And I think he was out of contract even, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, I think he was, yeah. Yeah, I think he was, he was 30 and it was like, yeah, he was... Out of contract and yeah. Ah uh, no, they're uh, well, they're doing a bit better than last time I checked. Fifteenth. Oh okay. So, yeah, they were. So they're sort of Newcastle type yeah. level. Mm. Or yeah. even Bournemouth, dare I say? Uh, I don't, I don't, yeah. Bournemouth are a little bit clearer. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. You got anything else that that Arsenal means to you? <laughs> No, I think we've covered a lot. <laughs> All right. Um, so I think that, that brings us on to our, our final segment, um, cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. Um, this is uh, yeah, this is part of the show where we uh, take a step back from football and just talk about things that we like in, uh, in pop culture, uh, be it... Films, video games, music, books, telly, paintings, um, theatre, opera. You know, we're big opera heads here at uh, Junior Funners. You know, anyone involved in opera wants to sponsor us, then uh, yeah, it's a holler. Um, but uh, but yeah, Lawrence, what are you uh, what are you into right now? Well, there's this uh, on my YouTube recommendations last night I was listening to a band called uh, the Mild High Club that's pretty risque I think they're um, I don't know who they are right now I've only just listened to like one record but I really enjoyed it Um, I can't remember the name of the record but I'm just going to have a quick look at what uh, the album was called but yeah, Mild High Club. Is sort of very. If you're into sort of um, yeah, skip tracing, that's the name of the album. Came out in 2016. Okay. Uh, Mild High Club. Uh, the, if you're into sort of uh, sort of very heavy uh, chorus effect detuned guitars uh, mm. sounding, almost kind of like Mac DeMarco. I think one of the members of the band was a was a, a one of the DeMarcos. One of the members of his band for yeah. A, and uh, yeah, if you're into kind of that kind of Indie music, yeah. Give them a give them a listen. Wild so high because I when you said sort of heavy chorus guitar, I was thinking like a uh, My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. It's not not that heavy. It's... No, no, no. It's a bit more kind of bit more kind of a, more psychedelic kind of mm. sounding. Like your uh, your uh, your your tame impalas and your. Well, they've uh, sort of gone a bit more on the. They're pretty electric. In the da- now, yeah, aren't they? more yeah. on the dance. This yeah. yeah, I think it's because he's he's been working with that. He's been working with that filthy Mark Ronson, isn't he? Oh, Kevin Parker, he was he was on the last Mark Ronson. I think he, I think he uh, produced or co-wrote some of the tunes on Lady Gaga's oh, yeah. album a few years ago. So he's he's well in that um, 
And I think he didn't he, he uh, the Kanye album. He had some stuff on the latest on on Ye. So he's sort of well in that kind of pop world now. Um, sold out. So he's, he's yeah, sold he's, out. Because I saw some of the uh, the footage of them playing at uh, Coachella. Yeah, they played a, a new song, and it was uh, it was it was very dancey. I liked it though. They, uh, Never uh, music that <clears throat> I was listening to. It's a bit more, a bit more sort of if you uh, want to listen to something while to get off to sleep. Uh, it's this, I think uh, it's Japanese. Yeah, you had me get off. Yeah, if you want to do, if you want to do that. Uh, his name, I'm trying to uh, pronounce it. Uh, Takashi Kokubo. Ooh, hello. Now, uh, what's the name of this record? Uh, a story of forest and water. Oasis of the wind. Two. A Story of Forest and Water came out in 1993. Damn. Yeah, so uh, that's something I was listening to uh, last night, trying uh, looking for things to recommend to uh, our listeners out there. Oh, okay. But, you know, I, <clears throat> I feel like I'm giving away sort of like my own personal sort of, like this is what I like. Yeah, it's just like I mean, weird for me to like share. One like, can argue that is the yeah, point of the segment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was kind of weird for me, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm embracing it. But, um, um, speaking of, we'll circle back to uh, to things that are interesting to you and no one else in just a moment um, but uh, yeah in the middle of my sentence about Tame Impala there I uh, did a burp and there was a, just a little bit of uh, fluid that came up in it so that's that's weird um, <clears throat> I'm fine it wasn't puke it's fine it's just uh, yeah a little bit of acid reflux but uh, yeah. acid reflux <laughs> acid acid reflux 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 white thing mega mega white thing mega mega um, oh, so yeah, um, amazingly, I've not really thought, oh no, I, I know what I was going to recommend. I couldn't remember what I was going to uh, recommend as a, a pop culture pick. Um, it's another podcast. Um, it, uh, I, it's one of those things I, I can tell, I don't know if anyone else has this, but I, I can always tell when something's really good, uh, and I really like it. Because I'm a very small, petty man, um, so it'll make me. I'll get angry. I'll I'll get just like a, just a flash of like really kind of, <laughs> just real kind of pathetic jealous rage um, that I didn't think of doing the thing first, or I'll just be like, oh, what? I I could have done that if anyone you know if anyone asked me, I could have done that, and uh, so. I've you know I've had that with like watching bands in the past and stuff. I, I literally at one time I was watching a band uh, playing and uh, one of the guys in the band was wearing a shirt that's similar to a shirt I owned and I I, I literally had the thought <laughs> I could wear that shirt. Um, <laughs> so that's that's the level of kind of like just pathetic kind of pettiness we're, we're dealing with. But I, I was listening to a, a podcast on uh, the recommendation of a friend of the podcast uh, Mike Bigby. Uh, from from Twitter um, at Mike Bigby, who's uh, also my my writing partner, um, who also hosts a podcast of his own, which I'll, I'll shout out. It's Adcast, which is a very funny podcast. They talk about adverts, uh, adverts on podcasts, and review them, uh, and it's it's very funny. Uh, it's him and a, a fellow a fellow from America um, called uh, called Ben Ben Cohen. Um, that's very but that's not the podcast I was going to recommend, even though I just recommended it. The podcast that Mike recommended to me uh, is called "Report This Post," um, which is very funny. The, the premise of it is one of those things, like I said, that is so kind of brilliant that I was really genuinely annoyed that I hadn't thought of it before because it's just so great. Uh, basically, the, these these two guys will pick a a topic 
um, uh, for each week, and they will scour social media, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, Quora, um, you know, all of those uh, awful <laughs> places, yeah. and find the the worst posts on that subject, um, and and read them out and kind of try and dissect them as best they can. The most recent episode, the one I listened to, was uh, was all about Game of Thrones. Um, and I really highly recommend. You don't need to know anything about Game of Thrones to to enjoy it. Um, but it, it just, I've never kind of cringed and laughed as much. Like it, it, I was listening to it while I was out in public, and I was audibly going like ugh to myself <laughs> as I was listening to it. But then at other intervals, I was like having to stop myself from like blurt laughing out loud because it was so funny. So. Um, yeah, check out Report This Post um, if you if you like this podcast because they're nothing alike. Theirs is very funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just want, uh, I'll recommend one more uh, bit of music that I, I like. Uh, it's called uh, My Jinji by a band called Sunset Roller Coaster. It's quite a good song. It's a cool name. Got 7.7 million views on, on the YouTube, so it must be good, you know. Oh, yeah. That's, Sunset yeah. Roller Coaster by, uh, that's the band's name, and the song's called My Jinji. So they'll, I think they're from Japan as well. They'll probably be hosting SNL sometime soon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I said that this was going to be our final segment, but I, I, I neglected. This is something I neglected to, uh, to to sort of touch upon in the the first episode. I don't know how regularly we'll we'll come back to this, but um, Lawrence, football is not your only passion. I think it's fair to say. Is it? You're uh, you're uh, you're you're quite the Renaissance man. Am I? Um, yeah, don't, don't don't put yourself down. But uh, but yeah, you you are you're quite the um, Bigfoot fan. You're yeah. a, you're a, you're a, a sort of amateur. Would you say an amateur cryptozoologist? Yeah, um, just a, a casual a reader watcher. You of dabble crypto stuff on the internet. Yeah, yeah. But you can't just call it crypto now because then people think you're talking well, about yeah, Bitcoin. Bitcoin uh, you know, like it's uh, you know, cryptozoology. Yeah. So like, because I remember like I had Mulder. I had uh, um, on Twitter I had briefly the the cryptid guy, but I kept getting a whole load of uh, Bitcoin people following me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I was remember like, barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> yeah, I remember I did a tweet once uh, where it was like I can't remember what it was, but like I put the, the, I put hashtag emissions uh, at the end of it, as in like the, the joke basically was that like emissions as in like nocturnal emissions, like you know, like uh, mm. you know. Uh, wet dreams and stuff but because i put hashtag emissions i immediately had like a bunch of like environmental accounts like following me just because i used the word emissions yeah. on april fools i just did a little mess around anytime uh, donald trump tweeted anything off. i just had a little i just had a little bit of fun so lmao you're uh, you're orange or something like that <laughs> and you get people follow it you get people like it and follow it it's like i'm just messing around yeah but that's like we said the yeah. first episode that's you know that's the crass and steve's yeah. whole thing isn't it like it's you know they made a pretty good living off of doing that people i don't know yeah it's does something to people's brains, man. Like it's—I don't know what it is. Like the, the combination of politics and Twitter, it's just people it's, just take it too seriously. Like they think everything is just like the. Oh, that's people are just being totally hundred percent uh, serious when they tweet something. Like, yeah, I remember. Dare I say, uh, on as well as on April Fools, uh, that uh, that uh, Paul Joseph Watson guy, <laughs> uh, uh, he tweeted boy. something. 
dickhead. He tweeted something about like, oh, someone wrote an article about how everyone should vote in uh, the US elections. And I uh, it was on April 4th, so I thought I'd have a bit of a laugh because I don't really reply to things. I don't have no yeah. interest. You're not a reply guy. No. And but I just went and said, 100% agree. I put a thumb up, <laughs> thumbs up. And people are like, you do realise you have to pay taxes. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing! But uh, <laughs> I, 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 because I was only dicking around, and I just—it's not. I, I, I deleted my tweet. I mm. shouldn't have done it, but it was only a joke. No, but it's—it's it's not worth and, the headache uh, of. There yeah. was another one I did on April Fools, where it's another one. It's called Old Holborn. I think he's a like British guy as well, mm. and um, he was talking about ah, oh, the. The House of Commons have betrayed the voters again, and then I put, that's democracy, sweetie. Don't like it. <laughs> Good enough career. So, yeah, I, is... I did agree. But anyway, we're talking about uh, Bigfoot. Yeah. That's just what I did as a joke. Uh, Bigfoot, yeah. What do you want to, what should we talk? Well, what, what, let's, let's catch up on some Bigfoot news briefly. Um, what's, what's going on? Are there any, Ooh. are there any new developments? Have they found him yet? No. Funny enough, huh. no. Makes you think. But it's not. I mean, I, I joke saying them, but it is the. It, it's it's not. It's not just like one thing. It, like it's there's no. there there are they 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 move in packs apparently. That's, well, this is, is what that, is that this is what uh, people who uh, big for uh, researchers, I guess you could call them. Is they they tend to think that they're like solitary because mm. But uh, I have no. I think I was thinking of but, yetis. Um, yetis, apparently. Yeah, well, uh, uh, move in. I think the. Uh, I remember seeing a documentary with Brian Blessed where he was talking about. Uh, apparently, he's apparently he's yeah. seen them. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know the uh, the uh, Edmund Hillary Yeti where it lives up in the Himalayas. I think that's kind of unlikely because mm. how would a why that doesn't really make sense. I kind of think it makes a bit more sense. Uh, there are places like in Bhutan, more in the sort of jungly areas of Southeast Asia. Where mm. they allegedly have things like they're called a rank pendek, which is kind of oh, like wow. a, it's almost like a an orangutan almost, but an orangutan that walks like a human basically. I kind of think there's a bit sounds like, terrifying. Yeah, that could I think that could be a possibility or something like yeah, like uh, a Planet of the Apes. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, but orangutan. um, yeah, I don't know. This is the whole thing with uh, North American. Uh, Bigfoot stuff is such a dumb name. First of all, I prefer yeah. to like say just either the Sasquatch. Even that's still kind of cheesy. I was gonna say it's still pretty dumb. Yeah, it sounds more Native some, American. Some, ape, some yeah. say uh, wood ape. That's another one. Wood ape. Wood ape. There is. There's the, the skunk ape. Is also yeah, that's a, that's, that's a Florida. Thing, that's, yeah. that's Florida. Um, even then, I think that might be because um, when they used to do films in the fifties and sixties, that like they would use Florida for the jungle if it part of if they were like filming uh, anything oh yeah and they so, would yeah. use like monkeys or, or apes in general and some think that uh, I hypothesize that it could be just while uh, uh, roaming uh, I don't know either chimps or orangutans maybe mm. yeah some say but I don't know or I mean, it is it's Florida. It could just yeah, be a guy. They have like you know, I mean, we've all seen that episode of The Simpsons yeah. where Homer falls in the mud and gets really angry, and all the bees go in his mouth. And, yeah, you know, it's but, we've, um, all, we've all seen the Florida Man game. Like it kind of knows? like it's weird how it's if you look at it from a sort of social sociological 
thing where like the Pacific Northwest Bigfoot is all like kind of like gentle and peace loving and then in places like uh, in the south it's a lot more kind of aggressive and a bit more ah scary yeah so it's kind of like um <laughs> it's like, so like yeah like Sasquatch would be kind of like the the kind of grunge uh Kind of like the grunge big ape, and then like you go down to Florida, and then you got kind yeah. of like the new metal like Limp Biscuit, yeah. Yeah. Um, big ape. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's so weird to talk about. This. This, is, this is a football podcast. I'm talking about big. Um, yeah, but you know, we got we got uh, people that listen to this that yeah. aren't really that interested in football. So okay, it's, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. This is the thing. I um, it, the older I'm becoming, it's sort of like, oh, are they? Is it just? Am I just kidding myself? Should I mean what am I doing? It's just at this point I'm kind of just having fun with it. Like, yeah. If anything comes out, I'll read about it. I'll just make jokes on Twitter, like I did the other day. Yeah. Like when the black hole, the picture of the black hole, and it was oh, blurry, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. said, "Ah, oh, funny, a uh, picture of a blurry picture of Bigfoot. This fake's not real." And then, <laughs> but picture of a black hole is like, "Yes, I, I, I love science." Makes you think. And someone Makes replied. Think. Someone replied saying, "Like, um, uh, well, the picture of the black hole had a team of uh, scientists and research." Yeah. And I said, "Oh, mm. impl- well, I didn't say this, but I said, thought to myself, like, oh, implying that uh, Bigfoot hasn't had uh, decades of research." Yeah. Um, yeah actually, actually uh, a woman took the picture of the black hole. Yeah. So, uh, has, a, has a woman ever taken a picture of Bigfoot? No, oh, no, I don't think so. No. no. So, uh, so it must be good. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Even though the uh, the famous uh, Patterson Gimlin film is allegedly a female uh, Bigfoot because apparently it has uh, breasts, it's got titties, it's got big it's got ass, got big ass Bigfoot titties. titties. Hashtag Bigfoot titties. Um, yeah, those yeah. were the first boobs I saw when I was a kid. <laughs> that informed your whole kind yeah. of. I was just like when I first saw. Well, yours aren't here. Mm, yeah, mm. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't uh, like it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's yeah. just something I've been interested in since I was a kid. Right about the same time, uh, Arsenal really, but a bit, maybe a bit before. But um, I mean, many would say, yeah, know. Bigfoot's never really gotten like a, uh, you know, it's never achieved his full potential. Some could no. say he's the Arsenal of yeah, the, the cryptozoology. Yeah, he, yeah actually, kingdom. I would agree with that. Yeah, I yeah. think like Loch Ness is kind of like the. Uh, Kind of like the uh, the uh, the. Uh, I'd say Loch Ness is kind of like Man United, and it's yeah. coasting on its reputation yeah, mainly yeah. at this point. It's yeah. coasting on like the the brand name. Yeah. Um. Even though it's been sort of easily <laughs> debunked and defeated. Um, Base, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like the Man United, and then I think you got uh, you got your Yeti, which uh, I don't know. Um, I feel like there's there's sort of like a natural kind of PR. It makes more sense of, because. There is a Gigantopithecus, which lived in Southeast Asia, in mm. China and places. Uh, that they found, they found it in. Well, the guy who found the, uh, he was in a uh, one of those Chinese medicine shops, mm. and uh, it was just they, what well, they called it a dragon's tooth. And uh, the bloke took it. Well, it's a scientist, or I don't know his name, and uh, Doctor Alan. Grant. He looked at it, and is no, this is a tooth of a. Of a Huge primate. Wow, wow, that's weird. They just stumbled upon that in a yeah, yeah. And they found like jaw bones. All they have of this Gigantopithecus is like jaw bones and some teeth. Mm. Don't have much to go mm. on, but I suppose that gives it. A, that's why to me it gives the idea of Bigfoot a bit more credence because we actually have like. Well, you could say that about Loch Ness monster because 
uh, please yourselves, but yeah, but come on, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, I don't know, I yeah, no one's. I didn't. No one gives a fuck about Nessie, do they? No. Really? It's like, you know, it's, and also there was that documentary where the guy went over the whole of Loch Ness with like sonar yeah. and stuff and proved that there was nothing there. But you know, he might have been he might have been uh, out in sea. You know, he might have been uh, <laughs> trying to find some some, wet, some some girls. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get that Nessie pussy. It's like, it was like you know, he just wasn't in at the time. Okay. Yeah. You don't know. I yeah yeah but, um, that's true yeah. Um. There is a when this this Bigfoot podcast I used to listen to the 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 main host used to talk about um, this area in South Oklahoma that bordered sort of bordered on Texas, but is this area that they would go to and they've had alleged happenings happenings yeah sort of thermal like and stuff and, Andy Warhol type happenings but it's like it's- and then they want to go in and like shoot it, and that's where I'm kind of like, well, this is real. I don't know if you, want, I don't know if I necessarily support shooting one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, they they want to do uh, the science thing. They want to do the uh, shoot it, have it, you know, stuffed oh, yeah. and put in the museum, the, and then yeah, in a textbook. And, yeah. yeah, bingo. But yeah, I mean, categorized. Like they could, anyway. they could do that, but why not? you know let it live yeah. like once you find it like there are ways to keep mm. track of it and that then- was that was the one of the things on the on the podcast that one one of the one of the guys was against shooting one and they would have these back and forth arguments he got a bit a bit tense after i was like oh god i don't want to listen to this it's, it's quite uh, it's yeah. quite um it's quite funny. It's in the Constitution. Like, I have a constitutional yeah. right to murder Bigfoot if he steps foot in my yard. That was the two things that they would argue on, whether or not the Patterson film was real. They're putting chemicals in the water to turn the freaking Sasquatch gay. Yeah. I'm crap. And, uh, and whether uh, it's okay to shoot one. That was the, the two talking points. That's, we should probably put up a poll. Yeah. Like, is, is it okay to shoot Bigfoot? Um, yes or no? No. no. I, don't, I, I mean, yeah. If it's real. I'd say <laughs> otherwise you're just shooting at nothing. But. Yeah, yeah. You just, again, you're just shooting a. Or it's, be or it's some a, guy in a suit, and you just killed someone. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like a Simpsons situation. You'd be shooting a guy that's covered in mud uh, with bees in his mouth, and uh, and you know, just on vacation with his family, man. You know, you're just mm. trying to just trying to get away from it all, and you've killed him. Um, but again, your constitutional right um, shouldn't shouldn't get in the way of that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So is there is there a Sasquatch podcast called Squatch Watch because that's what we should call the, this segment? No, no, lucky. But there is a one. There is one called Sas What. Uh, what? It's not far off. But guys, there are some really cheesy titles for yeah. podcasts. Okay. Well, I think yeah, we're going to call this Squatch Watch. I think. Okay. Um. Uh. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll check in periodically. I think and uh, see what's what's new in the world of. Bigfoot and cryptozoology and and uh, and whatnot. Um, yeah. Um, do you, you think want me to talk about that documentary that some guy who uh, I was talking about earlier? Oh yeah. So there's a. This is on YouTube, right? There's a documentary. Uh, well, not on YouTube. I think it's sort of like a, one of these Kickstarter things. Oh okay. Where he made the documentary with. Uh, yeah, with a Kickstarter, so that mm. he could do this documentary. And he did a documentary once of this alleged uh, this family that supposedly had a Bigfoot that kept coming into their 
into their back garden. Somewhere. Dad looked a lot like John Lithgow. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't know, but um, <laughs> this supposed family that had this uh, this uh, Bigfoot type creature that coming into their um, into their yard and whatnot, mm. and it, yeah, I don't know, and it, it, it sort of uh, it became a bit of a big story in their town, and they had all sorts of people turning up at their door. Mm. It's kind of crazy stuff, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was that's a Werner Herzog documentary, right? That's a, uh, yeah. n- no, no, he didn't. No, sounds like a. It, it sounds like it sounds very similar to Grizzly Man. If anything, it sounds mm. more depressing than Grizzly Man. No, uh, no, no, nothing. I haven't. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen it. But this is what I've when I was listening to because um, he came on the uh, the podcast I was listening to to talk about it. But um, uh, yeah. Mm. That's not really a whole lot happening other than that. Mm. What is the name of the doc? It's oh, I'm gonna try and have to find it again. The name of it, but I think it's it's got that kind of name, generic name of like in search, in of, search of something like that. Yeah, looking for. Yeah, I'm gonna for... I'm gonna find it here because I did like. Page on Facebook just so I didn't forget just in it. Case, just in just case, in they case find I them. had to. Yeah, you know, it's called. need a pad here. Oh, uh, vamp. This is a. This is uh, the. This is an Arsenal podcast. You're listening We're to talking Junior Funners, the uh, only Arsenal fan taking its time, but. Uh, Folks on the trail uh, of oh, Bigfoot. On the so, trail of Bigfoot. Okay. Yeah. So, and that by and, by filmmaker Seth Breedlove. And where where is he on the trail of him? In oh, he goes all over places. He goes ah. all sorts of uh, parts of America where they have these. He's probably going to more than likely just be in the Pacific Northwest and Pac Norway places like uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, this Oklahoma does. Does Oklahoma not seem a bit? Yeah, that's uh, what I find so weird. Warm for, for a creature. But apparently, like that, uh, well, my aunt lives in uh, Texas, and and she's bigfoot. Yeah, so. and uh, <laughs> but apparently, you know, there's a lot of um, you know wilderness, forests, and whatnot in uh, East Texas. Apparently, yeah. So that there's a where uh, South Oklahoma, Southeast Oklahoma, and East Texas. There's a lot mm. of um. Apparently, a lot of uh, maybe they wood, woods and then migrate there or something. I don't, I don't I know. No, I did. That's the thing. That's I would have just assumed it was too hot for yeah. For a, a well, maybe they're down there in there. winter time. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they might move down there when it's because because it maybe because it's warm all the time because you know apes do live in tropical environments, but yeah. I suppose that in that sort of area of America maybe is close to a tropical environment. But. Yeah, I'm just imagining like a like a big shaggy guy mm. living in the. Pacific Northwest, I, yeah, I would just assume you'd get too yeah. hot. But then I suppose, like you said, yeah, a lot of apes do live in tropical climates, and like bears, hmm. like shed, like you know, they have like winter coats that they shed, don't they? So yeah, it, you know, they do, they can live in warmer places. Although I, I don't, I don't know if there's many bears in Texas. Bears live all over the place. We used to have bears in this country. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm a bear right now, yeah. and I've never been more confident. Um, also, for anyone keeping uh, track of the, uh, the the bottle check, I've now moved on to a, a refreshing bottle of Camden Hell's Lager. 
um, which is very good. I don't know if I mentioned that yet, but uh, yeah, I popped that open, finished the Brooklyn Lager, and I'm now onto the uh, the Camden Hells. So again, keep us updated with uh, what you what you're sipping on while you listen. So that's um, is that that's that's it for for Squatch Watch? Is that that's everything that's going yeah. on? Yeah, I mean that could just be part of the uh, of the uh, cultural appropriation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Well, yeah, I, and I think that it, it, it deserves its own segment. I think because it's going to be something we're going to have to come back mm. to, obviously, as as things develop. Yeah, with the Bigfoot story, but um, yeah. Do you reckon he'd be friends with Slender Man, or is he too gentle to uh, to hang hang with Slender? I don't know. I think he'd accidentally like break him because Slender yeah. Man's quite. Thin and uh, you know you might yeah. accidentally oops not nope. the mic uh, you might accidentally uh, you know, snap him in half if you mm. try to hug him anyway yeah so you uh, you assume he's going to be friendly and try and hug him well I think he'd be quite shy at first you know he might yeah hide behind the tree famously he's very shy yeah. yeah hide behind the tree and just you know yeah stay there for a while Slenderman's pretty insistent though he will follow you yeah for, but uh, you, you, yeah follow you all the way home <laughs> it's kind of his whole thing. What is this, 2012? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, How about that uh, that, that uh, Harlem Shake? <laughs> you heard about this Gangnam Style? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy yeah, video. It's crazy over there in Korea. He's wearing a suit. He's doing like a horsey dance. And, oh, man, you got to see it. Uh, um, 2012. Yeah. When we, when we were all killed by Mayans. Yep. Or whatever. Okay. We should have listened. We should, should have listened. <laughs> should have listened to Roland Emmerich when he tried to warn us with that film. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I think, that, yeah, that, that's probably, we've been going for long enough to constitute. Yeah, it's like an hour 30 almost. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good running time, I think. Um. So, yeah. Uh, oh, we forgot to think of a sign-off, didn't we? Keep on funning. No. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah, we'll see if that sticks. Keep on funning. Okay, yeah. Uh, bye.